Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. We're back. Well, if you're listening to this, you're either hungover from the holidays or escaping the in-laws. Hi, boys and girls. It's your favorite secret Santas. And you are listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Nacho Grande Cheeseman. This is Chad, back in the saddle again, so wash. And on this week's show, Facebook gets out of the job board business, Kronos pulls a career builder, and you guessed it, Holiday Unicorns, baby. Oh, fuck. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text uh-huh. kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, Okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Nachos. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is it. Getting pumped up. (laughs) <laughs> A little high music for the boys are back. Yes! Oh, 
yeah. After a little holiday break, Chad, why don't we let the listeners know what we've been up to? You know, you just got back, so the first sound effect was... (laughs) Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> yes, to say that I'm I'm recovering a little bit. Less than 24 hours after leaving Cancun would be an understatement. So yeah, I, I two head fakes in terms of getting the hell out of Indiana. Thank God, I was able to go to Mexico with uh, my three kids. By the way, uh, four year old in Cancun is a whole new level of uh, interesting. <laughs> We met up with some of our Canadian in-laws, which was great. Uh, So it was nice to get away. I think I've contracted a bit of a cold from my kid uh, who had the snots. Speaking of uh, vacation, uh, Christmas vacation and the dog snots, uh, which (laughs) four-year-olds don't don't ever, uh, you know, pull back sneezes and coughs on uh, their parents. So uh, I think I've got a little bit of that. But we tested uh, negative for COVID. So at least I'm not Omicron friendly at the moment. That's awesome. Last Friday, we 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 definitely missed you. We had uh, Peter, Mister ATS Gold, who stepped in for you while you were uh, vacationing. I was still in the fucking fog from being in Europe for for three weeks. So hopefully, we'll get back in somewhat the saddle again or this week. And it's funny yep. because some people actually reached out and thought we had a breakup or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't on the Europe podcast, and you weren't on last week. Friday podcast. So everybody was like, Hey, what's up? (laughs) Hey, they noticed. That's good news. They noticed that we weren't, uh, we weren't on the show together. That was nice. We just take a little holiday. It's it's Christmas time. And it's what better episode than to like get our legs back than right before Christmas. (laughs) This is the 192nd Chad and Cheese episode of 2021. (laughs) So I'm sure they noticed. Yeah, it only feels like a million. (laughs) Well, I think we do shout outs first. Shall we get to that? Let's let's do it. Yeah. Right out of the gate, I've got a quick ISIM story. We were in the Faro airport going from Faro. We were uh, going to Paris for a couple of days before we came home. And Julie, going through security, lost my ISIM's Yeti. Apparently, she had uh, some ice. She likes to put the, the Yeti in the freezer. Uh, and then pull it out and put water in it. Well, she got all the water out of it, but there was still uh, like a half inch of ice in the bottom. And they were like, yeah, that's not going to fly. And they took the ice and jetty. Oh, I posted shit. immediately to, to Twitter that uh, we lost it. The next thing I know, I get a box and I've got two new ISIMs coolers. Yeah, a little Yeti-like. And yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So thanks. Thanks, guys. So you, you may have just blown my mind. Okay, so Julie puts an empty empty Yeti in the freezer? No, it has a little water in it because she okay. likes ice, right? So she puts the, the Yeti in the freezer with a little water, which obviously makes ice. Yeah. So when she gets up, all she has to do is put water in it. It's cold and boom, she's out. Well, she did that and the ice didn't melt and we lost the Yeti. Wow. That blows my mind. I've got a new way to <laughs> fucking fill my Yeti with cold, cold water now. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas. All right, dude. So I've been out for a week. Yeah. My shout outs are really sparse, but I've got I've got like one really important news story. Okay. 
And you know what that bell means? <laughs> it means Taco Bell news. So the one yes. news that actually caught my eye this week, Taco Bell got rid of the Mexican pizza a couple years ago. Okay. Probably my favorite item on the Taco Bell oh, menu yeah. of items, which I enjoy pretty much all of them. Well, news <laughs> came out this week. I'm ready to get ready to be blown, blown away. They're bringing back the Mexican pizza, but also, Chad... They're adding wings to the Taco Bell menu. Oh, come Holy on. shit. Come happy, on. Happy holidays to me. That's just too much. Come on. <laughs> yes, happy holidays to Joel. Happy holidays to me. You probably have all of this stuff somewhere in your house. Yep, yep. Uh, but we've got, uh, we've got pillar.hr swag, job case sense, uh, three bottles of wine, a handwritten card. They're so classy. John Thurman, uh, the co-host of social, the social hour, half hour podcast, mm-hmm. sent a handwritten card in a, in a coaster. John, you got to send beer, buddy. Coaster's <laughs> great, but we need beer. Yes, sir. Um, not to mention Santa Joel, was in t-shirt delivery mode before setting off for vacation. So I've seen the Chad and Cheese t-shirts landing on doorsteps, mailboxes, and in the social media feeds all over the place, yep. thanks to Emissary.ai. So you uh, you got those babies out there. Yeah, I had a goal of um, just, these are all going out. So pretty much anyone <laughs> at least stateside should uh-huh. have gotten a t-shirt or will shortly for the holidays. And thank you to Emissary. I, I called up you and I said, dude, we're out of shirts. We got tons of people that want them. Let's do a holiday miracle and get these <laughs> shirts printed up and get them out. So hands, big, big applause to our friends at Emissary for making that's making right. That happen. And that's right. Did you mention the job case? Vino yeah, jo- that we both got? Yeah, three three bottles of wine from job case and yeah. a handwritten card. That's classy. Yeah. So they're they're now my wife's favorite company. I said, I said, honey, you need to pick a sponsor like to actually be your favorite. She's like, nope, nope. And by the way, you have to be really uh, secure in your manhood to wear the pillar sweatshirt. It's a nice shade of pinkish. So I'll be uh, sporting that at the uh, the local uh, local pub. As soon as I opened the box, Julie stole it. I, I don't even have it. I don't even have it. <laughs> yeah, if I wasn't like four sizes bigger than my wife, she might have done done the same thing. Speaking of uh, t-shirts, dude, we yes. had some winners uh, that we failed to mention in the uh, the holiday break that Ooh, we've had here. So bring it. So we got a beer winner. Our new beer sponsor is Pillar. Speaking of uh, manly sweatshirts, uh, <laughs> Michael Malati uh, at UKG, actually here in Indianapolis, uh, won the uh, love that guy free beer this month. We'll try to schedule a tasting. And Rob Bercy uh-huh. uh, won whiskey from uh, our friends at Sovereign slash Text Colonel. You remember they were acquired uh, recently. Mm-hmm trying to get something scheduled uh, with him as well. So congratulations and happy holidays to those folks. Amen. And we'd be, we'd be amiss to not also mention our latest giveaway. This is time sensitive. This is good. We're, you're on the clock, people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We're giving away scotch. We're talking about the water of life out of Scotland. <laughs> Our friends at Candidate ID said, hey, screw the bourbon. We want to give away some scotch this year. So if you just go to www.scotch.win, is there a better URL for that? Although the folks at 3M might come get us www.scotch.win uh, put in your put in your address so we know where to send the booze you can win one of three $1,000 retail price of scotch even if you don't like scotch 
This is going to make a great gift for a loved one, maybe an investment, who knows. But get out to scotch.win today and sign up. And don't don't forget, there's still Chad and Cheese gear, beer, and bourbon out there. Gear by Emissary.ai, beer by Pillar, bourbon by, by Sovereign slash Text Kernel. <laughs> there, just go to chadcheese.com slash free. Register for everything, guys. We love to give away shit to our listeners, so go get it. Hell yeah, we do. And we love seeing those social media posts. So if you haven't, put something on LinkedIn or wherever and you've got a shirt, what are you waiting for? Hashtag us at Chad Cheese if you do that. Well, Chad, fantasy football oh. is still a thing and we're down to our <laughs> final four Fuck. contestants. Uh, your final four participants are uh-huh. Chris Nipsey Russell, who you'll remember was in last no place shit. after week one. So fantasy football is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, the wonderful Miss Q, who's pretty much been at the top the whole time, yeah. uh, is a final four. And Jason Putnam, along with your boy, Joel <laughs> Cheeseman, is a final four participant. Uh, we oh. should have a winner shortly. Announcing the final two after this weekend. Ridiculous, I say. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. And we got birthdays, of course. Okay. So we've missed a few weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna rapid fire a bunch of birthdays for you, uh, fans of the show. Uh, we got Matt Miller, Michael J. Cox, Jack Mahoney, Chase Johnson, Lars Coos, Holland McHugh, James Hickman, Matt Graflin, Angela Angulor. Mary Kelly, Nathan Budziak, Allison Paget, Jeffrey Trayton, whose birthday is on the 25th. That kind of wow. sucks. Uh, Tina Davis, Michael Smith, Monica Evji, who sports our T-shirt very well and oh, uh, yes. loves us even, even though she's a LinkedIn employee uh, and all the grief that we <laughs> give them. Kim Stewart, Nick, Eight is Enough Bradford, Torin Ellis. Yes. And Aaron Matos celebrate birthdays in December. Happy birthday, everybody. Wow. That's a lot of December babies. Wow. I always felt sorry for people born on the 25th of December if they are celebrators of Christmas. Just just December period. Yeah. 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 My dad is my dad's is on the 19th and he's like, I always got screwed. <laughs> I, I got I got nothing for birthday. And it just yeah, it's just a bad it's a bad scene. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, poor guy, <laughs> poor guy. Topics! Woo, baby, this week we got a big one. Our first story comes on the heels of last week's show where Peter, Mr. ATS Gold, was slobbering all over Facebook jobs. Uh, Facebook <laughs> jobs partners, vendors who provide Facebook with the bulk of their job content, they received an email earlier this week, alerting them that Facebook jobs would no longer be available coming this February. Imagine working, imagine working with Facebook on getting everything right with your job feeds and then getting this slap in the face via email. Anyway, then Facebook posted in their business help section and the post pretty much outlined the following. What's changing? In short, you'll still be able to use Facebook jobs in the US and Canada only. Everything else is getting shut down on the 22nd of February. All of it. The app, the light version, the desktop, DED, dead baby. What is not changing if you're in the US and Canada? Nothing's changing. So, I mean, they have this long ass post, which really Mm -hmm. details 
what I just said. They're flipping the, the, the light switch off everywhere outside of the US and Canada. What do you think? So I'm a little confused on this one. Uh, and you mentioned uh, Mr. ATS being a fan, and I knew that there were a lot of fans. Yeah. So we were actually at the launch uh, in 2017 uh, at a TA Tech meeting in Denver, if you remember, yep. uh, when Facebook came on and, and talked about the partners. Uh, they were bringing on ZipRecruiter and, and some ATSs. Uh, and then you know they reported global, global growth the next year, and they've added 40 countries uh, since launching in 2017. We've also talked about how Facebook seems to still care about job postings, <laughs> uh, making feature updates over the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, employers I know have told me Facebook is the first real competitor to like Craigslist and other sort of entry-level uh, type type market jobs. Um, and we know that marketplace uh, where jobs live is really popular, uh, like a billion users a month popular. Um, so this was this was kind of weird. But ultimately, I think this is all about, and you'll love this, Facebook's bet on the metaverse. The metaverse to me is an all, all hands on deck, bet it all situation for Facebook. And they need the resources, the manpower, and woman power to focus uh, on the metaverse in order to give it a fighting chance. It may actually be that simple. Um, I mean, I think that jobs is a pain in the ass for a multitude of reasons, particularly outside of the U.S., where you have different governmental agencies and uh, regulations and laws. Um, we actually shared, I think, recently something at Riot Games, uh, a job posting scam where it was super legitimate looking of people posting jobs as Riot Games in this in this uh, in this example, yeah. uh, they actually have letterhead and 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 discourse uh, accounts that look like Riot Games. Anyway, the point is like I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of layers when you start getting into the job posting thing that Facebook didn't want to touch, particularly on an international scale. Question, I guess, is does shutting down the API mean ZipRecruiter? Uh, like an early partner is is in the cold now. I guess not in the U.S., but obviously globally, they want to grow globally. I think that is a loss for them if that's the case. It's probably a big win for LinkedIn. Uh, it's probably a big win for Indeed, particularly globally, uh, and probably Google for Jobs on a global scale. Yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that we're getting all these fucking head fakes from the big names. We had Google who had all these platforms slash technologies in this space. And then they slimmed every, they shut everything down uh, other than just Google for jobs. Um, props to Richard Collins, a former co-founder over at ClickIQ and, and currently a strategic advisor to Indeed. He actually predicted this uh, would happen. He also commented this week on the current shutdown. And his comment was, I think the timing is interesting with the whole shift to meta, to your point. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that they are rethinking everything they're doing with an eye on the new future they have set out. And let's face it, the whole way we hire and advertise is all a bit 1990s. Mm-hmm. I agree. There, there, there's also a bunch of chatter in the groups uh, that say that Facebook will be coming back to jobs, just not in this manner, that they want to make it bigger, that it's actually more hardwired into their their platform as opposed to just marketplace. And I have to say, I'm not convinced. I know Facebook wants to be the internet, much like AOL was back in the day, which means they need hiring 
job search and workforce data. But I also remember 10 years ago when I was working directly with Facebook through the National Labor Exchange and creating the quote unquote social jobs partnership. And it was more smoke and mirrors than anything else. They were looking for a connection to government. It wasn't really a real initiative that they put anything behind. So I'm pretty torn on where this actually goes. I I, I can see where it does matter. But then again, you know, you see the Googles, you see the Facebooks and it's like, it just, it's just not big enough for them. So two questions I I have, feel free to chime in. Number one is, are they done in the US and Canada? They're just postponing that decision. And number two, what does this do to their, you know, gig platform uh, that has been touted for so long? Does that get shelved as well? Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe the US, Canada sticks around and, and that becomes the focal point uh, on the new product, right? Before they roll it out to everywhere else like they did before. It's hard for companies with the brain power and the money and the muscle like a Google or Facebook to truly understand how hard jobs and hiring is. They don't get it. They don't understand the systems. Uh, it's incredibly antiquated and they just can't wrap their mind around it. Not to mention they want to work with everybody, right? They want to be all inclusive. Well, when you do that, you open yourself up to duplication, gaming, and a bunch of shit that they just don't understand. Yeah. My guess is there were probably contracts in place with US and Canadian uh, partners and that they're more or less waiting for those to you know, cancel, well, not cancel, but to just run out yeah. uh, before they shut down uh, the rest of the project. I have no information in terms of what the contracts were. But to, my, to me, it's probably like, well, we can't shut it down because we have contracts with A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and we don't want to be in court over the next whatever, so just keep the thing going. So I think ultimately, they're going to they're gonna shut down uh, the jobs component. And I also think that they're probably not going to move forward with uh, any kind of gig platform of of note uh, because back to the metaverse question i think they're all in on the metaverse yeah we know that facebook is having a harder time hiring good people because of because their reputation their negative reputation uh so they need every hand they can get on this project and they're pulling them away from you know projects that don't really matter to them which is jobs yeah so yeah well, and that was Google's reasoning behind the, the curtain was that uh, cloud was so big and that was really where the money was. They needed all hands on cloud. Yep. It reminded me of Google Plus as well. There was a period where <laughs> Google was like, everyone hands on deck, Google Plus, we're going to take on Facebook. And then they said, oh, shit, that that doesn't work. Let's yeah, do something else. Yeah, screw that. Well, to, to uh, uh, another company who doesn't have great news, this article comes yeah. from Fast Company. It was on December 14th. Kronos, a multinational workforce management platform, has been hit by a ransomware attack that the company said could force its system offline for several weeks. The attack disrupted Workforce Central, UKG Telestaff, healthcare extensions, and banking scheduling solutions. Holy fuck. Jesus. Workforce Central is the software that employees use to schedule shifts, log absences, and clock in and clock out. Kronos has a long list of mega fucking huge companies like Tesla, MGM Resorts, Puma. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on. The information tech-focused website ZDNet reported that multiple companies were unable to pay- process payrolls. Don't. And other sources said the outage could cause them to miss paychecks leading up to the holiday breaks. Mm. 
clients, get this though, clients were encouraged by Kronos to quote, implement alternative business continuity protocols, end quote, in the meantime. I mean, yep. if you're a mammoth system like UKG, you've got to be mm-hmm. ready for this kind of shit, right? Yeah. So talk about the Grinch that stole Christmas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listeners, listeners will remember CareerBuilder, uh, who allegedly suffered a <laughs> ransomware attack uh, last year, sending corporate career sites into the abyss. Uh, that was a lump of coal for employers. But now we're talking about coal in the stockings of workers yes. without paychecks. Ouch. Ransomware is a serious problem. Um, I think bigger companies on uh, bigger companies can fight it. I mean, you mentioned UKG being huge, and they are, yes. but they're not Google. They're not Microsoft. Big companies can, can easily pay off attackers and kind of make it go away, even if, if they were, uh, if they were bre- um, breached. The companies that service enterprise clients are far less protected. Um, you, may, you see healthcare systems being targeted. Uh, they have enough to pay the ransom, yeah. but they're too small to sort of have the protection that bigger companies do. If you're in this middle layer, you better bulk up your cybersecurity if you haven't already. And that's a whole lot of companies in our, in our space yes. that service enterprise level companies that can really you know, throw a monkey wrench in the whole thing. If you're relying upon payments and everything going through a third party, you better make sure they are secure. So as you're doing your RPOs for 2022, ask that question. How are you guys protected against ransomware? Yeah, dude, don't mess with people's money. I mean, seriously, if I were Kronos, I'd go at this in an entirely different uh, entirely different way. I'd have mm-hmm. my own set of hackers and mercs. Uh, to identify the people who are involved, ransoming my shit, and then literally snuff out the situation. No doubt. (laughs) We're going to hear more of this in 2022. All right, let's take a quick break. And unicorn alert. Get ready for it. Just in time for Christmas. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com all right chad there it is we got another unicorn alert this week just in time for the holidays palo alto based touring Uh that's t-u-r-i-n-g which helps businesses hire and manage vetted remote developers raised 87 million in a series d at a 1.1 billion Dollar valuation uh, led by Westbridge Capital, a client company composed a job with specific requirements for technical skills, 
programming languages, etc., and Turing Surface's workers already screened through interviews and testing for those requirements. Turing noted its developer pool has grown nine times in the last 12 months and that it now has more than 1 million developers in 140 countries. The company's customers include Johnson & Johnson, Coinbase, Rivian, Dell, and Disney. Turing supports 15 different job types and more than 100 technologies. Chad, thoughts on Turing becoming the latest, but maybe not the last, Unicorn of 2021. Gotta love their name, man. Alan Turing, I mean, really defining AI in the 1950s with the Turing test. That, I think that's that, was, that was pretty smart. It's pretty smart. I mean, anybody who's in the tech space should know that, right? So th- that makes sense. But you know, I think I've turned the corner on these types of platforms. Again, uh, again, from the TechCrunch article, quote, demand continues to outpace supply. By 2030, mm-hmm. that disparity will balloon to 85 million positions being unfilled. Okay, so oh. Turing is not providing a solution to that problem. They are providing a solution for companies to test and, and assess candidates but that's not the problem, now is it? I believe platforms like Turing are great in helping companies get qualified people on board, but it does nothing to bridge the growing demand gap. So to me, this is just another run-of-the-mill testing and assessment platform. And if your company sucks in those areas when hiring yep. tech talent, then Turing is one of many platforms you can check out. But this is just like putting your finger in the dam with 85 million other leaks springing up. Mm-hmm. Hacker rank, meet code, woven teams, code signal, metal, iMocha, and hell, even dinosaurs like HireVue have coding assessments. The answer to this problem is training and development of new tech. So that type of platform combined, training development combined with something like Turing is doing, that excites me and i think that is definitely worthy of a unicorn uh, unicorn status this is not this is this is run of the mill this is happening all over the place wow that's a sell that's a self <laughs> chat so watch i love that you think 2030 is the goal man 24 months to go public and get rich yeah, they might be thinking about 2030, but they're probably thinking more about 2024, 25. So from my perspective, remote software developers in a work from home world, yeah. check. Helping hire in-demand software developers, check. And those developers are vetted, check. Uh, an executive team that would make any Silicon Valley startup envious, check. The The future looks bright as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you're, you're a visionary and maybe you're right about down the road not it not mattering, but these guys are obviously on their way to either being bought by somebody or an IPO, which we love to talk about <laughs> on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Twenty thirty. Do you think we'll still be podcasting in twenty thirty? I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that's the issue, right? I don't think twenty thirty. I think we're looking down the road. The thing is, they are pretty much stating that the the demand is the problem. The demand that's outpacing the supply. Well, mm-hmm. you're not providing any more supply. Right. That's that's the big solution. If you want to make a shit ton of cash, if you want your valuation to go through the fucking roof, if you want to sell at a much higher valuation then the creation, the manufacturing of that talent and then being able to onboard that talent. That's the fucking answer. I still think they're going to get rich. That's just me. (laughs) Let's let's talk about the riches 
of uh, JB Hunt and T-Mobile. Yeah, so from the JB Hunt website, I actually saw this. Um, it was shared out on the socials uh, earlier this week. JB Hunt Transportation Services, Inc., one of the largest supply chain solution providers in North America announced that its subsidiary, JB Hunt Transportation Inc., provided nearly 10 million in appreciation bonuses today to company drivers, maintenance technicians, and full-time hourly employees, end quote. Happy holidays, right? So this to me, this is just a bullshit smokescreen. And 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 ten million dollars sounds like a lot of money, right? JB Hunt has twenty thousand drivers alone. We're not talking about mechanics and support staff and frontline staff, right? Twenty thousand drivers. So let's just take that number, not not the rest of them, just the twenty thousand number. That's five hundred dollars per driver. Mm-hmm. They were a one billion dollar company in nineteen ninety three. They are now over nine billion in 2019. So we have to get better at this as an industry. We have to stop praising these types of charitable exercises and start applying pressure on wages. And here's here's a, a great example. $2 per hour wage increase at 40 hours a week is over $4,000 a year as opposed to 500 bucks. We're talking about essential supply chain workers. Yeah. We have to stop being happy with the crumbs and we have to stop allowing this smoke and mirrors bullshit to actually, you know, rise to fanfare. Uh, it beats a gift card to Applebee's, I guess. I'll get to agreeing with you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so whenever I hear about year end bonuses, I think of Clark Griswold getting screwed in <laughs> National Lampoon's vacation. Yes. It's one of the best dialogues in the history of film. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Anyway. <laughs> I think you're going to hear more, a lot more about appreciation bonuses uh, in the future. I think you're totally right. I just think companies, companies get a lot of wins with year-end bonuses. Uh, we know that employers really don't want to raise wages permanently. There are a lot of things that go with that uh, that they should do, but they don't. So dangling this carrot of year-end rewards accomplishes a few things for companies. One is it's PR friendly. You get written up in publications for being such a a nice company and such a giving uh, and generous company. So you get stories in the paper uh, every year when you give away $10 million. It's flexible. Uh, we did this better. We did better last year. So here's an extra hundred, right? So maybe next year they get 600 um, instead of 500. Um, it aids in retention potentially like, oh, you don't, you don't know how big the year in bonus is going to be. You want to stay till the end of the year <laughs> yes. to see what that bonus is going to uh-huh. be. Uh, and it makes stock buybacks and dividends a little more digestible so investors oh. don't freak out so much versus pay raises. So although we both agree it's bullshit, and when you start running the numbers with how many employees they have, oh, yeah. it's absolutely bullshit. Yeah. But it, it accomplishes a lot of things for the you know, for the casual user, if you will, of, of these companies. So they're going to keep doing it. We're going to hear a lot more about bonuses at the end of the year. I don't know, uh, stock giveaways, things that, things that will keep people around for 12 months are usually a good thing for companies and they're going to continue to do it, to do it. I'll tell you what keeps people around longer. Let me, let me, Mm -hmm. let me tell you how it's done. T-Mobile has increased its minimum wage to $20 per hour for all its employees. Yes, they have. In a statement released last week titled, Making a Great Place to Work Even Better, CEO Mike Seivert wrote, 
Every single employee at T-Mobile, even our newest team members just starting to build their skill base, should have a competitive wage. So we have decided to, imp- to implement a nationwide minimum wage pay at T-Mobile of at least $20 per hour. This will now apply to every single employee, regardless of role or full-time or part-time status. The truth is the vast majority of our employees already earn well above this, especially when including incentive pay, but the move is about inclusion. And we wanted to draw a line that ensures no employee is left behind. Cybert points out that after the increase, this is the big key, and this is what they're going to get versus what JB Hunt's going to get. After the increase in pay, weekly applications to work at T-Mobile jumped from 300 applications a week to 4,000, a 1,200% increase. So, Can you say that again for the casual listener of the show? 300 applications a week to 4,000 a week, which was a 1,200% increase in a market like we have today. And the big difference between what J.B. Hunt did, which was really just throwing crumbs to the peasants (laughs) and something like this, is this is going to last, again, more than just a month. You're not just throwing crumbs for that meal. You're actually providing food on Mm -hmm. those individuals' tables for as long as they are fucking there. And that again, that's the base wage. So everybody starts there, which means when you get a pay increase, what happened? So I think this is, this is exactly what we should be doing uh, as industry mouthpieces or what have you. We should be talking about the differences between JB Hunt and (laughs) T-Mobile. By the way, do you think of JD by Ryder when you hear JB Hunt? <laughs> JD by Ryder. Let me no. let me highlight that one again. Three hundred applications a week, going up to four thousand a week yeah. with this pay increase. So what you could what you'd be spending in recruitment tech and advertising, just give it to your workers. It's uh, that much more effective. Yeah, we probably don't talk about T-Mobile enough. You mentioned the pay increases, but uh, so programs like the Lead Magenta Next. Uh, that's a cute name, help increase diversity in their ranks. And they've invested $22.4 million mm-hmm. in nearly 7,000 employees to help them further their education. They've also increased their physical and mental well-being programs and benefits to include free virtual therapy, mindfulness sessions, and stress relief tools. Uh, and they're the only wireless provider that offers annual stock grants to every single employee after a year uh, of, in, of, uh, of employment. And they do all of that with their stock outperforming competitors like Verizon and AT&T. So T-Mobile, spread the love, baby. What a great story. Well, and we talk so much about shareholders. What do you think the shareholders think, right? It, it, It drives more performance. Not to mention, if you can't sell shit because you don't have people to sell the shit, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so easy. Yeah. Shocking. We get people, good people, they stay, we, we grow them in-house, yes. they become the future leaders of the organization. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not brain surgery or brain science or whatever, <laughs> rocket surgery. Anyway, uh, now the advantage they have is their margins are fat. Uh, mm-hmm. Unlike restaurants that have a tougher time raising wages and pricing in unison, um, but if you can mirror T- T-Mobile strategy, if you have weight, you know, margins on your product like that, you should obviously be doing 
this strategy. Yeah, I think the difference between those two, that's definitely apples and oranges. Restaurants are still operating like it's the 1940s for the most part, right? And we have to, and T-Mobile's not. I mean, it's more of a tech company. So Mm -hmm. when we take a look at restaurants and we say, oh man, that restaurant was, you know, has been around for 50 years and, and it's now out of business because of COVID. No, it's out of business because they chose not to evolve and actually become a business of 2021 as as opposed to 1956, right? Yeah. We've got to have a better way of starting to frame these narratives. Yeah. Restaurants have to become tech companies, yeah. basically, is what is what you're Flippy saying. Flippy baby. Flippy baby, <laughs> of course. Of course, then you go to Steak and Shake and it's all cold and corporate. <laughs> anyway, let's take a quick break. Uh, I think I smell the eggnog uh, cooking up and uh, we'll talk about the army. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Go Army, beat COVID. That's going to be on the next bumper sticker you see. Uh, This article comes from Newsweek. Apparently, in a few short weeks, scientists at the Walter Reed Army Institute of Research are expected to announce a vaccine that is effective against all SARS and COVID variants, including Omicron. Yeah. Again, is effective against all SARS and COVID variants. Holy shit. The vaccine has been in the works for almost two years after the Army received its first DNA sequencing of the COVID virus in early 2020. The military at an early stage attempted to make a vaccine that would be effective against different variants, the news outlet reported. Unlike the other products, Walter Reed's is a spiked, I have no fucking clue what these words are, uh, type of vaccine, (laughs) which has a soccer ball shaped protein with 24 faces, allowing it to attach the spikes of multiple COVID variants. It's a new form that will attach itself to whatever's thrown at it. And I fuck, I can't wait. Yeah. So I think this is really inspiring. Uh, yes. I mean, we focus as a society so much on private industry and for many, many ways, that's for good reason. Yeah. Uh, but we forget about the work government is doing uh, typically behind the scenes or outside of, you know, the media. You know, my wife is a real world example of, of government doing really big moonshot type things, uh, in in her case, DARPA, uh, to do things that private companies couldn't do because of shareholders or just, it doesn't make sense. And very few can do that. So, you know, no doubt warfare of the future will come down to shit like cyber viral space and God knows what else. So it's fantastic to see the military making strides outside of the, of the private sector to tackle, you know, something like novel coronaviruses. Uh, clearly something that can also be militarized can also be good 
for society, which is frankly what a lot of the military has created, yeah. cell phones and, and the like. Now, if the army could just find Santa in the North Pole <laughs> so I could finally get that G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip that I've been asking for since 1978, that'd be great. All right. Tackle that one, Army Strong. Tackle that one, Army Strong. Chad, we're back. It's time, baby. It's time to get a beer. Hallelujah. <laughs> and with that, Chad, uh, happiest of holidays to you. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If it's something else or nothing at all, have a great week. Happy holidays, motherfuckers. We, we out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business, when you need it, from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.